Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All coaches aspire to be champions, and this time of year is when you set that vision for your team. By now, listeners of this podcast know about signature championship rings and have met some of the signature champion coaches who partner with them to celebrate their achievements. Reputable, affordable, first-class customer service are just some of the ways we keep hearing coaches describe signature championship rings. So as you're ramping up this summer for the upcoming season, create a championship vision for your team now using the design tool at signaturechampions.com podcast. Give your team a visual to motivate their pursuit of a championship in 2024. And when your team has a championship moment to celebrate, we highly recommend consulting with Signature Championship Rings. As you're presenting yourself on paper, Chris, people like to see three things, and this has stuck with me forever, and I still share this with coaches almost every day at this time of year. People want to see action. They want to see action within your resume and your portfolio, right? Not just dead words. They want to see action. They want to see people, meaning pictures, and they want to see results. Whether you are in the job market now and looking for a job and preparing for a potential interview, or you will be in the future, this is a valuable episode to think about putting together your portfolio, how you approach interviews, how you even get an interview. And our guest, Chris Ford, does an outstanding job with this. It's something he thinks about all the time. While he did an outstanding job as a high school football coach, he's a high school administrator now, but he's still really involved in the professional development and networking side for coaches and teaching them what they can do to get their resume to the top of the pile and then get that job interview. So again, I think this is one that has value to you both now and in the future. And there'll be some links in this one too to coaches services, to some of the courses he's put together. Be sure to check the description for those. As coaches, we know that some of the biggest hurdles to our team's success can come from off the field. Your team needs support to tackle the endless list of expenses, uniforms, training equipment, travel, and more. But raising that money can feel like a full-time job. Thankfully, there's Vertical Raise. Vertical Raise is the premier online fundraising platform using innovative technology to create the easiest and most efficient system available. Raise more money in less time with a local fundraising coach who works with your team every step of the way to customize the ideal fundraiser. With options for online donations, digital discount cards, premium product sales, and even spirit shops, Vertical Raise has top-of-the-line solutions for every fundraising style. To find out more, visit verticalraise.com and we'll get you connected with an exclusive offer on your first fundraiser. I've always been interested in the use of technology to make our jobs more effective, so I'm excited to continue sharing modern football technology with you here on the podcast. 
This innovative system leverages tendencies to improve self-scouting, game planning, and in-game decision-making at the speed of the game. Modern football stands out because it's a battle-tested platform used by teams at all levels, like four-time national champion Bishop Gorman, the five-time California state champion Folsom Bulldogs, six-time Texas state champion Lake Travis, Cal football, and the CFL's Grey Cup champions, the Montreal Alouettes. So book a demo today to see why these teams trust modern football technology. Visit www.teammofo.com slash demo and mention Coach and Coordinator Podcast or use the coupon code CC10 to receive 10% off your first year. If you follow what's going on in college football at all, you know we've begun the coaching carousel which means there's a lot of opportunities out there. And I know we have a lot of high school coaches who listen, college coaches, and I think this applies to everybody. Whatever level you're at, whatever level you want to be at right now is to look at those opportunities. And when you go after those, paint a picture of success. What have you done that's going to translate and help you be successful somewhere else and get you that job? And joining me to discuss those things, a guy I like to have back at this time of the year, to discuss resumes and digital portfolios and the job market in general, Chris Force. Chris, it's great to have you back here. Hey, good morning, Keith. Thanks for having me. I appreciate everything you do for coaches and uh, always like talking about career development, advancement. So, again, thank you for this opportunity to talk to you this morning. Yeah, the whole thing with career development and advancement is you want to get to the point where there are those opportunities. So that first wave of the coaching changes has hit, and it's been crazy the the movement has uh you know some surprises as there always are some shocking things like guys you didn't expect to make moves and I think that's going to continue and in you know talking to some young coaches uh, who are at the college level and want to make a move up it's about as I said in the introduction painting a picture of success and that's done a number of ways you have a resume service which I know a lot of guys uh, subscribe to. I know you have a great course on this that coaches can get on CoachTube. I'll link that one in the show notes. You've written a book recently. So a lot of things that you do that really apply to this idea of professional development and then also making the most of it through getting the opportunity that you want. Yeah, absolutely, Keith. I was uh, back a long time ago, 2011, seems like a lifetime ago, but I, I was at a private school here in Southern California. A brand new superintendent came in down there and basically let me go. Just wanted to bring in his own guy. He actually hired a guy from Tulane University, which was a big old splash hire here in Southern California, coming from Tulane into uh, a small private high school. But at that time, you know, I was 30, I think five years old and out of work for the first time in my life. I'd never even written a resume for the first time in my life. I'm trying to figure out how to do that to go get a head football coach job. And one thing I realized at that time was there was nobody, there was nobody on the market helping coaches specifically paint that picture, as you just said, of success or, or even how do I put together a coaching resume? And so I did a lot of research at the time on how to make resumes great. And at the end of the day, a couple of years later, I just started sharing some of that insight. And I realized, yeah, there's nobody out there because I had coaches from, you know, all over the nation reaching out who liked some of the ideas, the articles I was writing on my website, stuff I was put on Twitter, and then realized that there was a real need for this type of service for coaches and just somebody to help coaches because 
what happens, Keith, is coaches try to write their resume just like that guy working at Kinko's or, you know, that general manager at Red Lobster or that high school English teacher. And your coaching resume, you've got something in the coaching world that most other businesses outside of sales, most other businesses don't have. And that is that ability to paint a before and after picture. What were the outside linebackers at XYZ University doing as a unit before Keith Grabowski took over coaching them? And how did he improve them over three years? That's kind of the whole philosophy that we use to make resumes very appealable and hopefully get to that stack, the top of that stack in the pile. I couldn't agree with you more. And as we get more and more into this digital age and things become easily accessible as far as tools, you can do a lot of this on your own. But that idea of painting a picture, I see come up, you know, at every single level. I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have a friend who's an agent and, you know, been able to see some of the portfolios that he's put together for his coaches and, there's graphics in there that are amazing, but do exactly what you said, paint the picture. Like in one particular one, it was talking about his philosophy on offense and the type of offense they were going to install and the results that that had, and, and again, this is at the NFL level, that that had on the quarterback, how it took a quarterback from you know either being good or average to being great because of that system that they were going to put in. And I know... Uh, in a lot of those situations, those those guys were getting those jobs, right? So uh, I think th that's important. We used to do it, I think, with just the black and white. That was really the only thing we had. Yeah. Though I know, even for me, I've, I've always been, I think, ahead on the technology. So I would find ways like, how do I make a portfolio? How do I make a resume? How do I make those things come to life with the different things we can do with images. And now I think it, it's gone even further than that, that you can put together a digital portfolio that has that mix of multimedia. Absolutely. And back in 2011, I referred to being let go at that private school. And I was trying to figure out how to create this portfolio. And one of my assistant coaches, he's also a big wig and he still is. I won't say the company, but he, he's a, an, an associate vice president of a major worldwide company in the construction business, right? And so, like, he's one of these guys, he'll fly to Paris to fire a guy, you know, <laughs> or fly to Germany to, to play around a golf with somebody to hire. He's one of those headhunter type of people. And one of the things he said was, as you're presenting yourself on paper, Chris, people like to see three things, and this has stuck with me forever, and I still share this with coaches almost every day at this time of year. People want to see action. They want to see action within your resume and your portfolio, right? Not just dead words. They want to see action. They want to see people, meaning pictures, and they want to see results. And I love what Steve taught me back, you know, more than a decade ago. People, action, results. Because when, when you're looking at a hiring manager or an athletic director or a head coach, if you're trying to get a coordinator position, they want to see you've had an impact on people. And so how can you show that impact on people in your portfolio? One great way is by showing pictures of you coaching. And it seems so simple, but pictures of, of you with kids, 
that will have an influence, giving a hug to a kid after a game, you know, simple things like that, that show that you are a relationship builder. So seeing pictures within your portfolio that mean something, that's that seeing people part, seeing action. What kind of action can you paint and demonstrate within your portfolio? And part of that action is that they're not just scrolling through this 50-page PDF, but you've got some outstanding pieces of technology now. I really love Canva. I've got my own portfolio built on Canva, and I recently got a principal job. It was about one year ago here, and when some of the other candidates, from what I've heard over the years, some candidates just take in this uh, PowerPoint, and if you haven't been on Canva yet, you need to look at it because Canva really makes things come alive. There's another website called Prezi, and so that action of just simple ways to demonstrate yourself and your ability through slides that rotate in. It seems a little silly, but people are seeing action and they're going to keep their eyes on your portfolio or resume if they're intrigued, right? And so instead of just that PDF, take your PDF or your PowerPoint, build that on Canva where you can get a little more action with your slides to keep people engaged. And then, like I said, they want to see results. Again, how did you make those quarterbacks better? I was working on a resume just yesterday, Keith, of a, an FCS recruiting coordinator. And on that FCS recruiting coordinator, you know, when we were talking about this whole idea of how you made the program better, how do you paint that picture? Now, one of the bullet points we have on there, he's like, well, yeah, we, we busted our butt. We increased the number of recruits on unofficial visits from 30 to 80. He was able to look back in his documents the year before he got there. They only had 30 unofficial visits. He increased that to 80. When a head coach is now reading that or an athletic director is reading that, that's pretty great to see. Increased the recruiting in Southern California by 70%. Well, everybody knows Southern California is a hotbed. So when, when you're able to take not just one of his old bullet points was, you know, responsible for creating and sending out graphics using Photoshop. Every recruiting coordinator on the planet does that, right? Mm -hmm. But when you can say that something simple like through a keen eye for potential, we discovered six big sky all-conference players in one year. And so now you're taking your experience and really painting that before and after picture. So again, you're showing that people action results. You're an action-oriented person. You're showing the results right on there. Even something now, we have a bullet point on there on how much email he responded to a day compared to his predecessor because he was able to use technology and find that out. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of ways to skin the cat when you start thinking outside of the regular old bullet points of what a coach does because those regular bullet points are not going to get the attention of the reader. Couldn't agree with you more that love that idea. People action results as a way to really drive how am I going to put together this portfolio. Again, going back to and I thought of, of this a little bit. I was looking at something who must have been from two thousand five, six, somewhere around there of mine, a, a portfolio I put together, which at the time I thought was really good, but I was looking at what other opportunities would I have with some of these digital tools today. 
And, you know, in the back, I had some letters from parents, players, administrators, whatever it was, basically testimonial, great things. I probably would include those like in a resources part of my portfolio, but I would definitely go and pull some quotes from, you know, each of those people and put it, you know, put it on a single page. This is what others say about Coach Grabowski. And I see that, again, going back to some of those NFL portfolios. I mean, those guys do that. That's something they do. That some of those players, it's either you know short videos of those guys actually talking about the coach, you know, in in an interview, in media, or a graphic where they said those things. I mean, those things become very powerful when when you're telling that. And then, and I think the other point you made is the data. I mean, you know, we are a data driven society now, and we can find out. We know we can find our analytics. We can find our numbers, whether that's on the field or off the field, and what we do. And again, paint that picture of here's the results that I get. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that, that was one, I, I don't know what it is, Keith, but I've always kind of had a marketing brain. And back in 2011, what you just described is exactly what I did, right? Instead of, I collected about 20 different letters of recommendation from people I'd worked with, even from out here, we have the CIF, California Interscholastic Federation the director of CIF who I'd gotten to know through some meetings. I was on a football coach's advisory committee with him. There was only about 20 of us on that. You know, I had him write a letter of recommendation for me. And instead of including 20 letters of recommendation, I went through those letters and pulled out snippets from all these people. And so I created a one, exactly what you said, one page, and it was labeled at the top what they're saying about Chris Four, And it was about 12 different people that said great things about me. That was 2011. In 2023, I would now get maybe a picture of me with them, or maybe it's just a picture of them. I would create one slide for each of those 12 things, because now people can just, and actually, I have done that, that that principal interview I told you about, I took about, I kind of did the same exact thing. And on Canva, I put together, hey, here's what they're saying about Chris four. And it was, you know, one slide with each of them and, you know, their picture, their title, because again, that people action results, it kept people turning through things. And so that's a really great idea. You just shared on marketing and that's how I made it work. And I think that's how I would step that game up in 2023. You know, you've brought up Canva. I love Canva. I use it for a lot of things I do. And it's amazing just what they keep adding AI features in it. (laughs) <laughs> which has made life easier for our social media people um, where there used to be a multiple step process of taking and creating these audiograms that we do for social, you know, having to go through maybe three or four different pieces of software. And now we just can put it all right in Canva and it does the captions for us and all those things that we might want. So Canva, I think, is an incredible tool. You know, Photoshop is out there. I think Photoshop isn't necessarily difficult to do, but it does does take some learning. I think Canva can make you a pretty good graphic designer uh, with having very little little ability. There's so many things in yeah. there. Their library of images, of fonts, of all the different things that you could put into uh, your digital portfolio or something that even you're going to print out and share with somebody, I think is tremendous. It has a very short learning curve and I think the other the tools that are in there to enhance a picture or, or to remove a background so you can really make something pop like if you wanted just that one particular person who maybe was 
saying something about you in that letter or a quote from them about you, like really creating a very unique page that just is, is you know, graphically going to grab somebody's attention. Yeah, and the thing I love about Canva, too, is that you can print it out, right? So let's say you made 60-slide portfolio. You can print it out and take it into that interview. You can send it as a link. And so you could link it right on your resume, which, you know, it's just got a lot of features that a lot of other programs don't have. But, you know, instead of saying, hey, here's my philosophy on college recruiting, for instance, instead of doing that, you put a picture up there of, hey, here's a Here's the three things I do to get kids to college. Maybe if you're a high school guy, right? Here's my philosophy of getting kids to college. Here's four bullet points, maybe. And then the next two slides are some of those pictures of those kids at the college now, you know, in their, in their college uniform or, you know, playing in college football. So again, now you've taken that philosophy, that black and white philosophy from 10 years ago. uh, And unfortunately, a lot of coaches are still doing that. You take that black and white philosophy, here's how I do it. Now you're going to show them the results. And, and again, that's that people action results people want to see. So maybe your first slide is that philosophy. And again, like I said, your next two slides, here's 10 kids in the last four years that we've sent to college or whatever it is. Maybe it's only two because you're in the community. It's only sent two. Maybe those two are the first two in the last decade. And so again, you want to, you, you know, you want to quantify your numbers always. So, um, and that's, you know, that's another discussion on, on how you paint that picture is being able to quantify and qualify your bullet points on that resume and in your portfolio. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Definitely. I want to transition into this idea of a digital portfolio, and I see more and more coaches using this because... You know, we're to an, an era where website design was very difficult. Heck, you could create it with AI now. Uh, there's a lot of websites that in 30 minutes you can have everything up there and, and all the materials maybe that you created in Canva, videos, etc. into a digital portfolio. Now, I think there's a lot of opportunity here. You know, I've talked to some people who represent other coaches, and, and the idea I think is, how do you take that digital portfolio, you know, make it something that can share with, with everybody? I think you could send out specific simple passwords and then you know, know where those are coming from or who lo- is logging in. But I think what you can see, again, going back to that data, is when you put something together like that, if you have the right tools built into it, you can see which parts of your website are getting the most views. And I think that's important information now. You used to send out a piece of paper that gave you nothing back, right? You'd have to call for some feedback and you might not get any, but now you can see like, wow, you know, they really spent some time reading this part on philosophy or they really watched this short video I put together on uh, our special teams play, whatever it might be. Now, you know, going into that interview, you get through that door, you going into that interview that people really were taking interest in what I do here. I better make sure somehow I bring this up. 
No, yeah, that's a great point. And that's, and again, going back to 2011, I, I was like, what, what can I do to stick out, right? What can I do to get the attention of administrators here in Southern California where my wife and I wanted to stay? Very competitive market. And that's what I did. I started coach4.org. And uh, my idea, I was going to build 10 pages on there that show people my program and what I would do. So like one of my pages was, Hey, here's my summer program. You know, that was one of my pages on my website. Uh, one of them was my, my resume and that document. I said what they're saying. One of them was, Hey, here's what I'm going to do the first 30 days on the job, right. To show that I have a plan as a head coach. And so I built a website and I had a, a player at the time, Phil, he helped me because that kid was smarter on websites than I was, obviously. But uh, we built 10 pages. I started sending that out. And I'm telling you, the feedback I got was phenomenal because in 2011, nobody was creating a website for themselves to market themselves, right? And so I had seven head football coach interviews that spring, was offered three of those jobs. And I know that my website that I created got me into the door more than anything, right? More than any of the relationships or, or any of that stuff, because they saw a guy that was, I think, telling a story on in an online presence. And it was so easy, Keith. It was so easy because I would apply for the job through their online portal or whatever. But then I would email the athletic director and the school principal or the president, whoever it was, I'd, I'd keep it real short and sweet, but I'd email, hey, here's a link to my website. Now, what you're talking about, the backside analytics of that, I never even got into that. You're talking, taking that to a whole nother level because that's a great thing. That's I look at my website traffic every now and then. I can see what articles I'm writing are getting hits. And so I think being able, like you said, being able to look on there and see okay, what's attracting people, where they're spending time looking at, then I can emphasize that in the interview. Like you said, I think that's a really good idea to take that to the next level. And like you said, I mean, back in, in 2011, nobody was doing these things and websites were a lot harder to make then. They are a breeze now. And there's still not a lot of coaches, you know, putting together their own website. I think a lot of us coaches, we just, we don't have that, you know, technical eye, et cetera. But you know, I have my website, I've got two websites, those are on WordPress, and they're very easy. And there's far easier ones from what I've heard out there than WordPress, you can take your resume portfolio, make those things come alive on an online presence. For sure, they, they have the different templates you can use. And, you know, it is relatively inexpensive. Yes, you'll have to spend some money to do it. Um, but I, I mean, we're, we're not talking 1000s of dollars, we're talking, you know, a couple hundred. So I do think it's worthwhile. I think the challenge and what I would, would love to hear from you, I think all of this also still needs a filter because in the ability to do all these things now, you can show so much of what you do that maybe it just becomes overwhelming or doesn't get looked at. So you, you know, I think with any job, I think some of this is tailored to a job that, okay, you know, in this situation, this is what's been going on in the school. I think you and I have talked about this a little bit before in the past, but you need to know the situation you're going into and it's everyone is not the same, that you can tailor it for that. But also, what's the filter to really know what is bringing out the best in me? What things should I highlight with all the opportunity I might have, with all the data I might have on the things I've done? 
what's the filter to make sure that I'm putting my best foot forward? Yeah, really great question. And and you hit on it a little bit. It's really, especially, I think, more so at the high school level than the college level. But I, I also think that this speaks to the college level because not every – let's talk about high school first. Not every head high school football opening is the same. I know out here in Southern California, for instance, I track every head football coach change amongst our 605 schools. Uh, right now, there's been 35 changes since August 1st so far. We'll probably get to about between 95 and 105 when it's all done. And so that's about one in six head coaches are changing over in Southern California every year. Your job, I won't give any numbers to high schools, but the, the job opening at Keith Grabowski High School is much different than the job opening at Chris Four High School. Mm -hmm. And so what I, what I mean by that is Keith Grabowski High School is in a small community that is built on toughness, is built on community coming together. It's built on dads who played at that school and long-time relationships are what's important in that community, not, not the winning, right? And so if you go in there, that winning is important, but it's not what they're, the, is at the cornerstone of their school, the foundation. And so if you go in there trailblazing on you're, you're this huge difference maker and you've won everywhere you've been and you, you might really miss the boat on what's most important in that community. And that is uh, the foundation, as I said, the foundation of community, right? And so you want to present yourself as a community builder. You want to present yourself as, hey, I'm going to go sit down every Saturday morning at the coffee shop and talk about the game from the night before. If those things aren't important, you're probably not going to get an interview at Keith Grabowski High School. Now, Chris Four High School, on the other hand, it's a private high school. They rotate through head coaches every two to three years because all they want to do is win. And their head coaches have either come in in one way and then gotten better jobs or they failed after two or three years and they're just going to fire them. They recruit the heck out of kids illegally. And, and uh, you better not paint yourself as, hey, I'm a community builder who cares about, you know, talking with the old guys in town. No, you better build yourself as I'm going to fastly, I'm going to quickly turn around this program and win and fill the stands on Friday nights with uh, all the, the, the new kids in town because winning means everything to me. And so it's, it's that filter you're talking about is really knowing what that school needs and what that school wants. You know, I talk with a certain uh, college head coach, NAIA head coach, every August. He will uh, reach out to me July or August about, you know, finally he's got his budget and he'll reach out to me. Hey, I'm, I'm finally able to hire a couple coaches. Here's what I need. You know, he's at a Christian school. And so I know when I'm looking through my Rolodex, if it's not a Christian man who wants to go in and teach those values first, football second, I'm not even going to try to partner him with one of those coaches, you know? And so that, that same thing applies to every coach looking at a job. You've got to know what kind of person they're looking for. There's a, an opening out here in Southern California that came open recently. I had a, a, a coach who's looking for a new opportunity to reach out to me. And I said, hey, I know the principal. He and I had a long talk about what he's looking for. You're just not a fit. And now we've been able to save 
that head coach a lot of time in agony, that principal a lot of time in agony, because I know each of them very well, and I knew this fit just is not going to work. And so that's really, really important in the job search. And I think that that's one of the main thing coaches really screw up is that they, they don't really think about what that school is looking for. They don't make enough calls. And again, this is more so at the high school level. I think it's, it's more of a difference, but at the smaller college level, I think it's the same, the same theme. Yeah, definitely appreciate that info. I think that's an important part is, is knowing that and and getting the right fit, not only, you know, for yourself, but for that school. I mean, you, you want a good marriage there between the two and, you know, right people in the right seat, I think is always a big thing. So Coach, you've put together uh, some tremendous resources over the years. Uh, your shield punt, your kick return, all great stuff. I think what you do on the re- resume and professional development side for coaches is of the greatest value, though I would recommend if you're looking for special team stuff to check those out. I'll put those in the show notes as well. I know you do get a lot of personalized uh, within your service uh, resumes that you build for coaches and those opportunities are limited. Coach fills up quick. I mean, you will want to reach out to him, and I'll put a link to, to get a hold of him in the show notes. But uh, if you can't get on that schedule, his course that he put together really gives all the details of that as well. So you can go ahead and, and get into that and do it right away uh, if that's something you're looking to do. I'll put that link there as well. And then, Coach, you have a new book out. Uh, I don't want to miss that opportunity to talk about your book. Tell our listeners about the book that you've written. Yeah, it's called Head Coach Blueprint, and it's mainly for those assistants who want to become a head coach. First thing I did, I surveyed almost close to 500 coaches all over America who have been head coaches at either collegiate or high school level, and we asked them 75 questions, and we uh, we turned that, and then also um, just my experience as a head coach, as an athletic director, boy, we, we hit on every, I, I call it, it's the last book you'll ever need if you want to become a head coach, it's 530 pages. I mean, it's, it's an encyclopedia on becoming a, a head, a head coach and not just a head football coach, a head coach in any sport. We talk about the resume, the interview, uh, the portfolio. We talk about all those things, but then we talk about putting together your staff. We talk about your first 30 days towards the end of it. We talk about how do you know when it's time to go? You know, what are, what are some things I need to be thinking about? And then how do you even have that meeting? And, so, again, it's called Head Coach Blueprint. Uh, that's at headcoachblueprint.com or my, my website, eightlaces.org, uh, or just straight on Amazon. You can get it there as well. Coach, I appreciate all you're doing for coaches out there. I know life is taking you a different direction. You're a principal and a dad now, and, you know, I, I'm, I'm enjoying, like you, I'm enjoying the time watching the kids do their thing, uh, which I probably wouldn't have done as much as if I was still coaching, but you're still doing a great job in promoting this profession and helping coaches and really appreciate that and certainly appreciate any time you come on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely, man. Coach, there's nothing better. I mean, my my dad died when I was nine years old. One of the reasons I'm so passionate about coaching is because of the influence my high school coaches had on me. I would not have made it through high school successfully without those men. And I know there's so many uh, great men listening right now. And I, I do just want to thank you guys because there, you never know what influence you're going to have on kids. And, you know, we, we never hear that enough as coaches, I think. So thank you, coaches, 
for, for what you're doing to make an impact. You are heroes to so many kids in your program and, and you're such a help to, uh, I think especially those like me who, who did not have a dad around. And so I, I do want to thank you for that. And anytime I can talk uh, with Coach Keith, I love it. So thank you for the opportunity.